you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is, well, this is something that a hooligan sent us on Instagram, but you actually saw it independently last night, Lindsay. Julianne Huff's Should Who's Who in the cast. I go get my playbill? I have it in front of me. If you have the playbill, you can read it, but I have the screenshot sent to us by a, a hooligan. It is the Who's Who in the cast of, what was the play called again? The play is called POTUS. POTUS, It's on okay. Broadway. It just came on Broadway. Uh, no comment really about it, other than there is some great... Julianne Huff in it. She does a split. She sings, she dances, she does? she does a split. They really use her to her full, like all of her talents. She's acting, she's singing, she's right. dancing. If I'm paying to see Julianne Huff on Broadway, she better do a split at least. She does a split, but the best part about it is that, you know, traditional p- Playbill bios, we love a Playbill bio. Usually it's like, this person was in this, this person was in that. This person loves God and wants to thank their friends and family. I'm so excited to be on Broadway. Julianne Huff's Meanwhile, was Emmy Award winner, entertainer, producer, and entrepreneur Julianne Huff is known to audiences globally for her success in film, television, and music. She became a household name as a two-time champion on ABC's top-rated Dancing with the Stars before making a seamless transition to award-winning recording artist and accomplished actress. Her acting credits include Safe Haven, opposite Josh Damal, Diablo Cody's Paradise. I like adding in Diablo Cody's there so people know it's her movie because it's like her biggest flop. Diablo Cody's Paradise with Russell Brand and Octavia Spencer. Rock of Ages with Tom Cruise and Netflix's original Dolly Parton anthology series, Jolene. Julianne founded Canary House Productions, which provides storytelling rooted in transformation, self-discovery, and identity, as well as Kindergy, the only trauma-informed dance, fitness, and energy healing modality backed by neuroscience and evidence evidence-based research. I can't. Still, like I've never understood Kinergy less. Playbill. Oh, God. I mean, if you thought putting Kinergy in your Playbill bio was crazy, wait till you hear the final sentence. Most recently, she founded low-calorie premium wine company Fresh Fine Wine. I'm telling you, and like a page later, you have Vanessa Williams, who's like, her starts with, Vanessa Williams is one of the most respected and multifaceted performers whose work in film, recordings, TV, and theater has earned her four Emmys, 11 Grammy nominations, (laughs) 
a Tony nomination, three SAG awards, seven NAACP Image Awards. Like it's these are legit. But Lindsay, did she start a low calorie wine bios. company? Did she start a low calorie wine company, Lindsay? Right. Did she start Kinergy, the only trauma informed dance, fitness, and energy healing modality backed by neuroscience and evidence based research? <laughs> I mean, I just, I. Let's get started. You can turn the music on. And first and foremost, let's just like feel that energy. Just rub your hands together like this, really creating friction and activating your life force energy. And I want you to just rub your hands together as hard as you can and then hold and open them. And I want you to feel that buzzing. That buzzing is your life force energy coming from the inside out all over your body. Talk about saving the best for last. Fresh vine wine at the end of your bio. Incredible. Did she do any Kinergy on stage? Did she do any energy healing? Did she do any, you know, any spasms? You could argue any horizontal she, she spasms? pulled from her. You could, you could argue she pulled from her Kinergy training. That's on good. that stage last night. And that's really all I'll say about that. <laughs> that's good. Okay, you're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with comments. Uh, hey, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, I just had to point out, I'm sure you guys know this, you know, Tandiwe was on the iconic uh, limited television series The Slap in 2015, the whole story was about someone slapping someone else and the debate on whether it was appropriate and it tearing friends and family apart. So, like, the idea that she left a movie over an argument about the Oscar slap is just too good to be true, really. Um, so, you know, just had to throw that out there because, um, you know, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> crunch, crunch. Okay, well, it's about slapping a child. That's why the slap was controversial. <laughs> you know, it's... It, Keep yeah. your hands off other people's kids. Yeah, and it's a hot... I mean, talk about hot topic. Yeah. Ooh, it yeah. is. And everyone has an opinion. Just through the trailer. Friends of mine come around, I go, oh, look at the trailer of my new show. I'm so excited. Yes. And they all have an opinion about the kid and... And really, really firm opinions. Yeah, I've got an opinion, too. We'll elaborate oh, well, tomorrow for the Hot Talk panel. I... Love meeting you. I love meeting you. You're a great talker. Candy Newton, everybody. The Slap premieres next Thursday night at 8 o'clock on NBC. The caller said she was married to the slapper, but she was married to Peter Sarsgaard, who's the slapper's cousin. So Zachary Quinto was a slapper. Yes, he slapped. Every time I still see the clip, you go like, oof, what happens next? The buzz around this. What have you been hearing from uh, fans so far, especially since you're the slapper? Right. Um, I think it's generated a conversation. Mm -hmm. And we never thought about it again until Tendiway Newton found herself embroiled in a slap-adjacent controversy. Also, there was no controversy. It was like, don't slap a kid. It wasn't like, mm -hmm. mm, but what if he's really a bad boy? It was like, no. It was like, <laughs> even if he's really a bad boy, don't slap somebody else's kid. Is the slap, was the slap like recorded or was it just witnessed? Like, was there video of the slap in the show? Pretty sure you see him slap. You just see him. No, but I mean like in the universe of the what? show, was it his word against the kid's word? Did everyone know no, for sure that he slapped? Oh, okay. So everyone watched him slap. <laughs> I really wish I would have watched the slap. I missed out. Okay, next call. You can Google the slap on YouTube and watch the slap itself if you want. <laughs> Not Bobby telling his dentist complimenting his flossing story. Literally in back-to-back -back weeks and Lindsay having no memory of him telling it and him being so proud of himself. Blah, blah. Do you guys understand how many things we talk about in real life and then we re-talk <laughs> about on the show? 
feigning like that I haven't heard it before is just part of the game. Like, it's fine. If you want these great stories, if you want this great commentary, you're going to un- have to understand that we're great. hearing a lot of this for the second oh time. Oh, my God. You're giving us a little bit too much credit. Great stories and great commentary. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I think people are so Lindsay, shocked. Lindsay, did I tell I you what the dental hygienist said to me? That you told the story. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, I've heard a lot of these stories before, and so have a lot of your friends. So I'm just saying, like, it's not, I'm not going to remember what has aired and what hasn't aired. That's really a Timmy yeah. job, but unfortunately, Timmy doesn't hear the episodes until they air, and he gets to be like, um, um idiots. <laughs> you know you did this already, right? Just so you know, you did this. <laughs> but I will say that I am going to have to, every time you tell a story, be like, have you told that before? And we're going to have smart. to actually think about it because I think that this has now come too far. We've, but we've here's what would have happened with the flossing story. You would have said, Bobby, stop. Hold your horses. Have you told the story before? And I would have said, no. And I would have been no, wrong. You, no, you would have. I think you would have said maybe. And then you would have maybe said, yeah. I guess if the answer is maybe, I shouldn't repeat it. It was funny on Instagram when I posted that thing, my apology in the style of Misha Collins's apology. Our friend that Lauren was commented story. and said, you told me the story in person yesterday. So how many times <laughs> have you told like, that oh, story? Now, I mean, at least three times. I mean, at, at least four, because I told Josh when I got home from the dentist because I was really at happy about it. At least And I think times. I told you independently. Oh, my God, I told it five times. <laughs> That's what I'm sick. It's not even a good sick. story. That's sick, actually. It's not even a good story. Hey, uh, Lindsay Bobby. Um, Bobby Lindsay. So watching the latest season of Selling Sunset, and I'm sure 700 billion people have called you. Who is Chelsea? Who's that buff dude with Emma? But really, who is Tina? So I Google it. Okay, so they've broken up already, and I haven't looked any further. But, like, this is the most interesting person I've met in this series. She's, like, always full of sunshine. I think I hear a Kiwi or Aussie accent. She's got all these tats. Talk about Tina. And we're sad. So sad to see her go already. The Rose Twins. Yikes. Anyway, crunch, crunch. So who is Chelsea Lascani and who is Tina Louise? We've talked about Tina Louise, but maybe not since they broke up. Right. I mean, T. Louise is hilarious because she's this funny L.A. influencer type who owns a taco store with her friend, a vegan taco restaurant called Pink Taco. Pink Mm -hmm. Taco? Pink Taco. Yes, Pink Taco. Whatever. And she dated Brian Austin Green briefly after he got a divorce from, what's her face, Megan Fox, and that she was in the news for that. And then she Mm -hmm. dated Brett from Selling Sunset and actually got some screen time out of it before they broke up. I'm so sorry to hear about you and Brett. What, What happened? Oh, we broke up. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. We're still friends. What, what caused the breakup? Um, well, you know, we were together for like eight months. Yeah. So it got to a point where, you know, I wanted to take the next step in the relationship. And, and, and he, he didn't. Yeah, he, he wasn't quite there yet. That was similar with what happened with Michelle. The brothers just not one. She's only in like the first couple episodes of the season, but But she you notice she's impact. at Heather's bachelorette party too, because they're like, Tina. And I'm like, oh, Tina got the invite. Like, that's funny. Oh, and you're right. That came after the breakup probably too. She's she, like friends with them. Yeah. She stayed I think in the loop. She's in their crew or something. And she's actually oh. more interesting to me. I mean, we did talk about her, but she's a who because she kind of exists as a tabloid figure outside the show. Chelsea, who I understand why you guys are calling about her because you watch the show and you're curious, but she's only a character in a show at, at this point. She really should not be a who weekly topic. She like, was this is where we try and draw the line. She has been established as the person who may be the first breakout of the show since the first season. 
Since Emma, I guess, even though she's not... no break out to what? Where people are talking about her everywhere. Where she gets the Chris, where she gets the Christine treatment by being written about in the Daily Mail and TMZ all the time because she's like getting out of her car. The Daily Mail has started giving her attention, and I think it's because she's British. So, like, the Daily Mail is intrigued by her, but she's yet to, like, prove herself. I had this listing appointment. He wants to sell, but he wants 16.9 million. With the right staging, I think the house is going to sell itself. So that's something that I got on the pipeline. Then Christine thought that I'd be a massive, like, a great addition to the Oppenheim Group. We scheduled a meeting with Jason. Emma, I'm so bored by, like, they're trying to make Emma happen. I just don't see that happening. Do you believe that she actually went on or had conversations with Ben Affleck? Oh, uh, probably. I think that, so he's that was liar. written up. No, but I, it's he's not a liar. I think, <laughs> I honestly think what happened was this show was filmed a million years ago. So they filmed the show. He, at this point, he was on Raya. We all remember when he was on Raya. There was like messages leaked, whatever. That's fine. That's his right. He was on Raya. And that's when she saw him on Raya and messaged him. And now this is coming out now while the show is released. And I think he's responding to, are you on Raya currently? And the answer is, no, I'm literally engaged to be married. So, of course, I haven't been on that in a really long time. So I think that's where the lines are getting crossed. You said he was hitting you up for a date on Raya, but Ugh. he said it wasn't true. It definitely sounded like it was recent. No, that's where like the whole misconception was. It was not recent. This was 2019. The small, like literally the smallest innocent little thing and it was taken and blew up out of proportion. Oh, I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, so that was the that was a thing. Because we knew he was on Raya. Like that. Right. There were reports. Was, that was, yeah, that wasn't like I, a hit secret or anything. I think on the show you didn't see the time frame, and it just seemed worse. And it was literally the smallest thing. Okay, go. Chelsea seems like is interesting to me because she is a British Nigerian woman who, up until this point, was not famous, was not married to a famous person, is married to a guy who's basically in like advertising. He's in a media buying company that appears to have been. Started by his mother, Jeff Lescani. She is from the UK. Her parents are, her dad was like a property developer. Her mom is an HR queen. I mean, she's just works in human resources at very big companies. She stands out for many reasons. Her accent among them, her richness among them, her, the fact that she's not white. She's a black woman where to the point that everyone at this show is so white and blonde that it really is hard telling them apart. I'm sorry. Like, so she stands out in a lot of ways. One of them being her accent, which is instantly disarming. It's weird to the point that people were tweeting about it and she has since commented on it she says if you're if you think you're irritated with my accent imagine me i almost fainted listening to myself back you mean to tell me this is how i sound she sounds like a british person who's lived in the united states for a long time she has california seeping into british accent it's very yeah. funny she's just like assimilating <laughs> into like american california culture it's very funny to watch it's British after the British has long been dormant and she's trying to bring the British back. And it's a little weird. I mean, I'm just funny because even her Us Weekly, who is Chelsea Lazcani, five things to know is boring. Like they don't even know. There's not even she's such a perfect reality show TV character where there's really nothing about her outside the show. Everything is from inside the show. Like she's been in real estate before selling sunset she worked here she has multiple degrees she's a mom of two she loves luxurious vacations and she's a big believer in manifestation which is like from the show 
something well, she, she said on the show. Well, she talk about manifestation all the time. These sure. girlies That's love That's what rich people love to talk things. about. Well, yeah, when you get when you have great wealth or you get something and you have no excuse as to why you have it, you say, mm-hmm. I manifested it. Mm-hmm. Her degrees are in economics and oil and gas economics, which is just just goes to show you how I don't want to say being a real estate agent is not a job. It's just like it's the type of job that you can get to from any place, from any place. And that's actually, I think, the most interesting thing about this group of people. I mean, it takes skill that is unrelated to kind of things you would traditionally learn in higher Mm -hmm. education. It's like you're a salesperson. You're good at math. You're charming. Sometimes you have to be hot. I don't know how that works, but it seems like according to this show, you have to be hot. In real estate, I mean, as real estate is presented in Selling Sunset and Selling Tampa, that is about like the celebrity factor, the like it factor. You just have to have this weird je ne sais quoi to be able to go into a house, open up all the big doors and say, this is $2,000 a square foot. Look at the views, uh, indoor, outdoor space. And then obviously a lot of these women have it and obviously one of them doesn't and that person is Davina. So there is like interesting tension there. Like it seems like Chelsea has it. it. I'd let Davina sell me a house. I think she has it. I'll buy her $30,000 a month condo or whatever. $30,000 a month. It is really funny that she gets downgraded to, I have to do a lease. Um, But anyway, that's Chelsea. Well, we're waiting. I think they've clearly set her up to be a big star in the next season. But I don't know. You never know with these things. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how the Daily Mail plays it. Do they care about her? Because it's kind of like more about what she does outside. And she seems kind of like she has like a little bit of a boring standard life, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of real estate... Kaylee Kuko buys sleek modern home from Taylor Lautner for $5.25 million. Crunch, crunch. Okay, it's Cuoco. <laughs> Kaylee Kuko. It's That's Cuoco. why we are Cuoco nuts. We're not Kuko nuts. We're Cuoco nuts. Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco bought Taylor Lautner's sleek modern home for $5.25 million. Uh, He bought, he sold that and bought a house down the street. These celebrities, they love to buy and sell houses. (laughs) Is it wild really though? Is it? I mean, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, I have no concept of this amount of money where it's to me, I'm Uh, sort of thinking, how does Taylor Lautner have this? No, just in terms of like Kaylee Cuoco, who's one of the highest paid television stars of a generation, and then Taylor Lautner, who I know was a very successful movie franchise. I just don't think of him as super successful now, but it's like, I guess that's he enough to that last. He just did ad yeah. for the Super Bowl, member. <laughs> oh, for Hilton? Marriott? Marriott? Yeah. The, Marriott. I forget. The SoFi Stadium, whatever he was. He was living in the hotel room in the stadium. I do also think a lot of them do real estate things where they actually make a lot of money from flipping, like buying and selling and improving and whatever in real estate. And that where actually this is their could job. be part of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had this like $16 million Hidden Hills estate with her ex-husband that she sold. And then she's buying this one. He had it only for a year. He made a million and a half off of it. Like if you read Dirt, you see like these little... Making a million and a half dollars off of like living somewhere for a year is a crazy amount. <laughs> that's really wild. But if you choose the right place to live, that's like could be a reality for you. Meanwhile, again, I don't know why I'm reading the dirt so specifically, but did you see not only Zed, remember his Architectural Digest tour? Yeah. The gallery, the art gallery, um, the person who built the house um, is a big fan of art and he was playing with the thought of maybe even having some moving art pieces here. Um, I love the ceilings here because it gives you a lot of space for art. It's really tall. There's benches here. 
for when you get tired of walking to the Skittles machine. This is the Skittles machine. That house has been on the market for apparently too long. They just lowered it by like $4 million, which is significant. Oh and God. Jeffree Star's crazy house, the biggest house on Hidden Ew, Hills, I hate that house. is on the market. I hate that they house. relisted that house at like $10 million less because nobody wants to buy it. Because it's too expensive. It's like it's the seventy-five million house. dollars house and selling sunsets, like Adnan's house. Wait, what have they seen? Nothing. Have you done? This no. Is... I mean, obviously things leaked online. A lot of media outlets have posted it. There's a few people that were trying to sell this house that never could. So there's like videos of like the real estate <laughs> <laughs> floating around. Got and it. I'm like, can you all just take that down? At least my address. But you know, it's out there. And at the end of the day, you know, we we are in a gated community. The dirt is truly just rising up in the ranks. I know we talk about the dirt a lot, and we have been lately. But I just love. I love their editorial voice. Newly single Cuoco, who says she will never marry again, still owns a 40-acre horse ranch Perfect. in a bucolic and secluded area of Ventura County. Yes. Because they, it's it's real estate news from people who read all the goss and read all the tabloids. So they know very casually that Kaylee Cuoco, in a recent interview, or I think it was a profile for The Flight Attendant Season 2, was like, I'm never going to get married again. No, I just simply won't. I just love this. Star has said since the time of his purchase, everything in the house was 10 years old and completely outdated. He therefore replaced all the electrical systems. I know this sounds boring, but it gets funny. All these security systems upgraded the HVAC systems and covered the formerly drab gray and brown interior color screen with a more vibrant white and gold motif, complete with pops of lurid pink and red, naturally. In 2020, Star's at-home massage facilities were also completely transformed by husband and wife YouTuber design team, Mr. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you didn't actually add value to this house <laughs> by doing all that. I don't think so. I don't think so. Tati bought a house in Fort Worth with a telescope on top. Yeah, this this segment really just uh, <laughs> took Sorry. a nosedive. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just really... I, Tati did me. buy a house in Fort Worth, which is perfect for Tati. Tati Westbrook of... I'm sorry, or I'm mad at James Charles fame. You don't even, you can't even do it. I don't even remember. What happened? Tati of divination. If anyone is uh, making She's divination the videos on me on YouTube, please stop making them. I'm closing the door or whatever. However, when it comes to things like psychics, mediums, tarot readers, I have closed that door in the spiritual realm and I am asking to not be used in any way, shape, or form in videos involving divination her biggest who celebrity moment beyond just her makeup channel which is its own thing and the reason she's famous was her feud with james charles that went on and on and on and on and on and made her get off of youtube whatever i think she has made the very smart decision of moving to north texas she was like you know what i'm not going to move to trend city austin i'm going to move to fort worth into the suburbs and i'm just like that's perfect for you no in the in the suburbs i think that's and our perfect house for a telescope it has a yeah. telescope. Congrats to Tati. And congrats to Lautner. And congrats to Cuoco. I know. Okay, congrats to them. That is a perfect... That's like a That's like a lateral move. <laughs> Going from your house to Taylor Lautner's old house. Right? Mm -hmm. If you're Kaylee Cuoco. Sure. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, long time, first time. I just had to share this random celebrity relative fact that I recently found out. Um, I was with my parents at a... Palm Springs Country Club, and I met an older man who said that his nephew was Ben McKenzie from uh, Ryan Altman from The O.C., and I was like, wow, that's crazy. I'm in love with your nephew, but then it got crazier because he immediately was like, yeah, and my niece is also an actress, so I obviously assumed he meant 
Ben McKenzie's wife, but no, he said his niece is Sarah Drew, a.k.a. April from Grey's Anatomy, um, which blew my mind because I did not know that they were related, and I am very confused. So if you can um, do some digging and help find out how the fuck Ryan Altman and uh, – or Ryan Atman, sorry, and April Kepner are related, I would love that. Thanks. Um, Crunch, crunch. Uh, well, how are they cousins? Their parents are – siblings i i don't i don't think it'll get super interesting if we figure out which parents are siblings but it is true that they are cousins not to be whatever but second cousin is a very generous term right i mean well they're cousins but they're also second cousins and second cousins are just so much less interesting than first cousins the moment you go beyond the first cousin i just kind of lose all interest i mean if anything it's more interesting in this type of story because it's it would just be really simple if they were first cousins this is like a funny almost like exaggeration of relation because like second cousins like everyone's your second cousin technically kind of you know <laughs> technically kind of second cousin can mean like anything is what i'm saying they call each other just cousin because i realized no one calls each other thanks second cousin like when sarah drew tweeted woohoo that's my cousin so happy for you she didn't say woohoo that's my second cousin and when she complimented him on writing the crypto book she didn't say amazing article from my brilliant second cousin she said amazing article from my brilliant cousin Ben McKenzie on celebrity crypto endorsements from Kim Kardashian, Tom Brady, Lindsay Lohan. Well, it's a Glamour disaster. said, Glamour said, I have to start with this interesting bit of info that I don't think many know. Your second cousin is Sarah Drew from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, she's such a great girl. I see her and her husband, Peter, and their little one, Micah, a bit. I haven't seen them in a while because I'm shooting, but she's pregnant again, which is great. So, yeah, my second cousin. Once removed, twice removed, which what's the, you know, we don't know. We didn't do the family tree here. The way he talks about her, the way he talks about her is, though, is is very second cousin, where it's like, I know, I don't know much, but I know enough to speak on this, and let's move on. <laughs> like, I have no passion here. Sarah Drew is coming back to Grey's Anatomy. Are you excited about this as a big Grey stan? No, I haven't watched that show in, like, at least a season and a half. Maybe two seasons at this point. Yeah, apparently they, they're they both going back because they're a couple, so that's like a, that's like a thing. I forget their names on the show, but there's, like, a couple name in everything. See, I always assume when people leave Grey's Anatomy because I don't watch the show anymore they that died. it's because they died in that plane crash that happened many seasons ago. That happened like so many seasons ago. <laughs> and also, they, you you can come back to Grey's Anatomy as a ghost. Like, there's no rules. People come back as ghosts? Really? Yeah. Why do you keep agreeing with everything I say? Because I am you. I'm your tumor. You're talking to yourself. Right. Allison Williams and Alexander Draymond welcome first baby, son Arlo, over the moon, says Source. Who is Alexander Draymond? Crunch, crunch. Who is Alexander Draymond, the father of Allison Williams's newborn baby, Arlo? I love when we get Allison Williams gossip. It's like, it's always like, where's Allison Williams? Oh, also, she like met a guy on the set of a Swedish film she did that I've never heard of. And now they have a kid. Like it's inc she's living like her best private life. It's kind of incredible. I think that a lot of people really thought Allison Williams was going to be like this huge star. Well, I think the reason people thought that Allison Williams would be a huge star is because we had been conditioned to see someone like her and sort of think, ugh. Well, this is inevitable. It's sort of like, a, I think we thought she was going to be a big star in the Lily Collins sense, where it's like, oh, here's this fucking nepotism beneficiary 
getting everything. She's kind of the army hammer yeah. of girl, you know, in that way where non are so obsessed army with hammer. army hammer as a type of star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what I'm talking about. This is army hammer pre everything else, but I'm just saying the idea of this like clean cut, charming type of guy that you see and you're like, well, I guess that's that, you know? And it felt like, it felt like when you saw her, you'd be, you were like, well, yeah, that's, that's exactly that. It. But it didn't mm-hmm. quite pan out that I think that, that when way. she burst onto the scene yeah. in girls, it was like, cause the joke about girls in 2012 or whenever that premiered was wow all of these women are from famous families uh, or influential families in some way and she seemed like she seemed like the the one with the most obvious famous pedigree because her dad is brian williams so it was like oh here she comes this like pretty Mm -hmm. white girl from connecticut she's just gonna come in and get all the acting roles and it just didn't happen and then turns out her best mm. role ever was as the villain in Get Out. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think, and I think that that was a swerve, which was a perfect yeah. role. And but I think she has since turned that being. I think she likes a. I think she likes mm-hmm. a horror movie villain situation because she was like quite good in that shitty Netflix movie about a cellist. Remember that 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 like I thought that was thriller a good movie. flick. Yeah, it was a it was a B movie, and she's good in it. Right, she's good, and it's a funny movie, but it's a shitty movie. Like just in and terms it sort of categories, of seems like she has mellowed out. Like she sort of stopped being a tryhard, where it's like she's. Or I guess what I mean is I she's her. realized her place in this world. I guess you know where she's like, I will do the like new James Wan movie, or like the from James Wan's company, isn't it? Isn't it a Bloom House? Isn't it a Bloom House? movie but James Wan didn't direct it yeah okay he just came up with the story so she's like I will do these weird horrors now she met her husband on the set of like Lindsay said a Swedish movie that didn't even come out here that's like all set in a plane that's crashing (laughs) called Horizon Line we have no pilot the autopilot's broken we have no idea where we are neither of us can land a plane hello can anyone hear me this is a distress call 227 come in you still got her in the air, so keep doing your doing. Holy shit, look at that. I see the storm. It's too big to go around. You're gonna have to play through it. That's our shot. No going back. Let's get off this plane. So it did come out here, but it it came out here after. So it was released by STX mm-hmm. in Sweden with a Swedish director and I think a Swedish writer, etc. And it's about a couple that like gets trapped on a plane or whatever. And then like the plane breaks. Their and pilot to, like, has a heart plane. attack and then they're stuck on the plane and they have to figure out how to land the plane. But the problem is the plane's over the ocean. So they have to get, oh, no. they have to get all the way back to land. And then while she was filming this movie, that she falls in love with Alexander Draymond. And the other funny thing about this is that when I was doing this research, I literally was having the biggest sense of deja vu. But as you know, mm-hmm. my memory is shot to hell. So I kind of didn't quite remember. And then Timmy, God bless Timmy, was like, we ready researched this guy. <laughs> and I was like, how? And he's like, we did it a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure you cut it because it was so boring. But it's because a caller called in about him because they were watching his shitty Game of Thrones the knockoff show Kingdom. on, I want to say, Amazon. And said, this guy is so hot. What's his deal? Who's he dating? Hey, y'all. So I'm calling because I need you to do some research, if you could. Um, I am finishing up the last season of uh, Last Kingdom. And it's season five, and it's so good. I love Last Kingdom on Netflix. But I've always been a little obsessed with, like, the main character, Alexander Draymond. But every single time I look him up, I can't find anything about him. And he's so gorgeous. And I just want to know more about him. Like, like where does he live? Or, like, does he have a girlfriend? Anything. I feel like it's such a pretty big show, but a lot of people don't talk about him, and I really cannot find that much out about him. 
if you could do your research, oh, I greatly appreciate it. Women do belong in balloons. Crunch, crunch. And we did a whole segment that we then cut that was us being like, we don't know. <laughs> like, typical. Like, it's like, yep, this is him. He's German. Um, here's an interview with him. Um, he seems pretty like normal standard. And we so he don't was know boring and we cut it. And it turns out the caller maybe knew something we didn't or maybe didn't know something but felt something that we didn't that he was this whole time dating and at that point allison williams was gestating you know that baby was in the oven the bun was there (laughs) the baby was like almost out because if the baby's born now and on vacation with brian williams then Mm this this baby's been around for a while the research that we pulled on march 18th is from his who's dated who or datingcelebs.com what is Alexander Draymond marital status? <laughs> Alexander Draymond is single. How many how many relationships did Alexander Draymond have? Alexander Draymond has had at least one relationship in the past. It's like we have no information anywhere. And the whole time it was <laughs> like, Allison Williams. Poor Timmy a few weeks ago. I was like, Timmy, can you watch this really long and boring interview with him? And he was like, I watched it and downloaded it and put me to sleep. <laughs> Literally any interview he does is strictly about the show and the characters. Like, he, Timmy tried so hard to find something interesting about this guy and, like, could not make it work. So, where did you get your inspiration to act from? <laughs> it just, it was within me since I was born. I, I never had a doubt that I was going to be doing something else. Apart from when I was a... I guess a little kid, there was a time where I wanted to be an astronaut, but that didn't last long. They oh, told yeah. me I had to be good at maths, and it was not my case. And uh, when I was like 17, my parents thought about you know getting me into medicine because mm. it just seemed like a good idea or better than being an actor. So. And yet, this whole time, the interesting thing was like staring at us right staring in the face. Staring at us right in the face, like the doll, the robot Megan in the movie Megan, starring Allison Williams as. I believe she's the scientist. Gemma, oh, yes, a scientist. played by Williams, is a roboticist who creates Megan, a lifelike doll that uses artificial intelligence and is marketed as being a child's companion and a parent's helper. Gemma decides to use... It's like Clara and the Sun. Gemma decides to use the prototype of Megan in her own house. Megan has a three in there, by the way. That's how you know it's digital. <laughs> the, the E is a three. Mm-hmm. It's like Sim 1, right? <laughs> it's like Sim 1, exactly. But Sim this 1 is M3, was... M3 again. <laughs> M3 again is a spiritual successor to Sim 1. Sim 1, I think, was only in a computer. Megan is an actual doll. And uh, sure. she puts yeah. Megan in her own house with her recently adopted niece, a decision that will, quote, likely wreak havoc on both Gemma and her niece. Yes, I think it will. If James Wan is She's involved, there will be havoc. Annabelle, essentially. They're like, we love Annabelle, but what if she was hot? See, the thing about Annabelle is that she's not hot. She's literally a child's doll. But what if she was kind of hot? I know we've mentioned this before. Sorry. But it's always funny to me that Annabelle is based on a true story. I mean, true story in the biggest air quotes possible. About a real haunted doll? Yeah. And it's just a raggedy and doll. <laughs> like- Hi, my angels. It's Haley Reese. And today's video has to be one of the most exciting videos I've ever filmed This is probably one of the things that I have been most excited to ever bring on my channel. And I will just let you guys know right here, right now, the title of today's video is absolutely in no way, shape, or form clickbait. And what you guys are about to see, all thanks to Warner Brothers, is incredible. Warner Brothers flew me out to Connecticut to watch the exclusive screening of Annabelle Comes Home. And one of the things that Warner Brothers had up their sleeves was bringing us to the Warren Occult Museum and allowing us to actually meet the real-life Annabelle that inspired 
the films. Anyways, it's written by the person who wrote Malignant, so it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Anyways, Alex Draymond is 39, 5'10", 170 pounds, born in Germany, grew up in America and France, fluent in all three nations' languages. Uh, he practices jiu-jitsu. Uh, he uh, blah, blah, blah. And he wow, previously started FS's American Horror Story, Coven, and vampire romance flick, Blood Ransom. That's my, there's a, there's a rundown of Alison Williams' new boyfriend slash maybe fiance slash baby daddy. For sure baby daddy, yeah. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and, and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD, and I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is, every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Who is Sasha Obama's boyfriend? Crunch, crunch, bye. Nepotism dates nepotism. Who is Sasha Obama's boyfriend? Yeah, I don't don't expect them to date anyone that's not the son or daughter of somebody rich and important at this point, right? Yeah, when I saw this, I was like, good, good. (laughs) Did you go to Harvard? Oh, this is Sasha. This is Sasha, not Malia. Malia went to Harvard. Did you see the photos of Malia smoking a cigarette? And I think like it it was funny that it was like you could tell that 
I don't know if it was the Daily Mail or page six. It was like, Malia Obama seen smoking a cigarette like somewhere. And I was like, you think she fucking cares? Honestly, at this point, do you think Barack and Michelle even care? She's out well, in the open smoking do. a they cigarette. They probably do care. They probably, they care. probably do care. <laughs> they probably care a little bit. But I don't think she cares at I mean, all. I think it's probably one of the more difficult things is to be a, a former president's da- daughter. I There's <sighs> no, I mean... I have nothing but sympathy. These girls would have to like murder somebody for me to turn on them. I just feel I have endless <laughs> empathy for them. I'm trying, to, you know what I mean? Like as public yeah. figures, like I just think this is the worst. You're not even at the point where you feel like the fame you have is earned in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. You're literally just like Obama's daughter, like which is exciting for people. But you were like, how is that exciting for me? It's not exciting for me at all. I'm just a person. Your dad was the president and your mom wrote the only book that's ever been written. <laughs> Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and it's what, tw- 25th printing? Yeah, your mom is Gutenberg and <laughs> your dad is the pre- was the president. When you just see photos of them like looking remotely comfortable, I don't even want to say happy because who am I to judge that? But like looking comfortable in their skin and there's a photo of Malia Obama just like smoking a cigarette. I was like, good for you. You seem well Isn't adjusted. Isn't she I'm in the like, Atlanta writer's room too? Isn't she yeah, like... Yeah, she writes now. She writes stuff. She's a Hollywood girly. Yeah, yeah. she's I a mean, Hollywood this is girly. Great. So Sasha's dating the child of nepotism. She's dating a guy named Clifton Powell Jr. If you recognize that name, that's because his dad is... Clifton Who's Powell. Dad? <laughs> Clifton Powell. <laughs> Clifton <He's> Powell. <laughs> that's true. So Clifton oh, he's Powell. Ray. Oh, Yeah, oh, he's oh, been oh, in... Oh. I remember him. He's in... He's in fucking a million things. Ray, you are the leader, man. Be one. Come on now. You know what, Jeff? I mean, things have changed, man. It ain't like the days when it was seven of us on the chitlin circuit. I mean, if you weren't so busy building a bowling alley, you'd see that. So you know about that, huh? I know about everything. I'm just trying to figure out how you did it. You think I'm stealing from you, right? <laughs> if the Shaw Agency is going to give you a cut of the 10% that I'm giving them, I might as well keep the goddamn money in my pocket. Leave us alone. We need to talk. Yeah, his son was to be a commercial director. That's what it was. I was like, I know I was on his website, and he said what he specifically is. And what he is is a commercial director. He went to um, University of California, Santa Barbara, and now this is what he does. He's, uh, he's a Hollywood guy. Well, what do you think they met? Hollywood or whatever, I'm sure. L.A. Imagine them dating normies. Remember when, who dated a normie? One of them dated a normie, one of those girls. Was it Malia? I don't remember. Kind of like yeah, a she normal did. New she York She did, person. and his name was crazy. He, one of them dated a guy with a crazy name, but I already forget. Rory Farkarson. Fred Farkarson. Rory Farkarson. And they met at Harvard, and he was way too normal. And it's like, no, you have to date the child of a famous person. I'm sorry. I went to Clifton's Instagram to see who that we follow follows him. Because I'd be like, which who's is he associated with that we already follow? Got and it. And the answer is... Odessa Adlon, aka Pamela Adlon's daughter, who's also Got an it. actress. Lunell, the act, the the comedian. <laughs> Lunell. Oh my god. Okay. The iconic Lunell. Brandon Flynn from Thirteen Reasons Why, aka the guy who also dated um, Zachary Quinto for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't he? Yes. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. And Gavin Leatherwood, aka the little the starlet from um, College Girls, Life's of College Girls, Sex Lives of College Girls, oh. and and Sabrina. So if that's so that's a good. I feel like that's a decent rundown of what is his Instagram username because his dad private. got his dad got the good one, which is it's it's Clifton Powell. <laughs> so. No, his is Cliff P three, and it's private. Oh, and it's I private. I did request, okay. but I don't expect to be let in. Oh, okay. And I don't blame him for being private at all. That is who. Uh, that is who Sasha's boyfriend is. 
wait, this headline from the Daily Mail, you didn't even get. Picture exclusive. He's part of the family already. Malia Obama, 23, puffs on a cigarette as she hangs out with sister Sasha's new boyfriend, Clifton Powell Jr., in a Los Angeles park. Puffs on a cigarette. They got Malia was smoking, and here's Sasha's new boyfriend. That's great. I got news. it all. Meanwhile, Barack's like, please pay attention to the national parks. Please. Michelle's like, please don't watch the first lady on Showtime. <laughs> Didn't Obama famously smoke for a long time? Wasn't that part oh, of his yeah, like, there's like that plot. iconic photo of him smoking that like everyone loved. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Who is Zach Bia? I see him walking the streets with Olivia Rodrigo. I guess he's her new man. And I'm seeing tweets. Like, oh, no, this is so dark. Like, I pretend I do not see it. Who is this guy? Why do we care? French guy. Why does he always come up? He's such a bummer. Luckily, he's also Timmy's sworn celebrity nemesis. So we... Timmy wrote, so we Zach have... Bia is my sworn celebrity nemesis. <laughs> he must be stopped. I always think of him as the Derek Blasberg of Gen Z. Like, yes. he's always hanging around. He's always there. We've and described him as that like, before. What's his job? Oh, he's just like a party promoter. Oh, he's just like this. Oh, he's just like that. He knows people. He has contact lists. It's like... Like, what eh. is he? Who is he? Music? Oh, sorry. They're calling him music video producer? That's not even a job. That's not. That's not like what he does. He's a famous friend. This is why the Derek Blasberg thing comes up. He's a famous friend. He must be fun i guess he must be cool but i don't really understand like how he makes a living you know i mean he got a gq profile in 2020 which we definitely talked that's not that long ago which we did talk about but it was literally like the it came the headline was who is zach bia and he's very popular on Google search, a DJ occasionally, an influencer, certainly, and apparently one of Drake's best buzz, which still begs the question, who exactly is Zach Bia and why do so many people care? Which is like, I don't need to read the rest of the profile if the if the tease of it is that we don't know who this person is. So I'm also like, why are you writing about it? You know, mm-hmm. if you can't even give me anything up front. And it's boring. And the answer is it's boring. Yeah. I mean, the answer at the time, the GQ profile was like, who is he? He's a party promoter, like you said. At the he time, he grew promoted up in clubs. LA. He went to USC. He, you know, he met some celebrities. He used them to meet other celebrities. And he is where he is now dating oh, America's favorite, Olivia Rodrigo, which is so annoying. This is the second 25-year-old she's dated <laughs> since she's been famous. It just seems like this guy It's is... rumored, though. They were spotted together. And they were holding hands, you know? Okay, well, but the, but you know. the but the thing about him that as we always makes say people, we need to see kissing, <laughs> right? But the thing about this that makes people so confused, and I understand why the caller called in because if you don't really, if the caller hadn't heard of the episode where we talked about him or read this profile of him or whatever, I understand why you're confused because he's a guy whose name you definitely see all over the place to a frustrating extent. Where you're just like, I can't grasp what this person's deal is. This is why Derek Blasberg is irritating. This is why at Michael is irritating. When you see someone everywhere, but you don't understand what their job is. Like, what do they have on their LinkedIn? If you can't answer that question, we get really upset. (laughs) Maybe that's like a fault of capitalism. That's like a direct product of capitalism where we can't understand someone unless we know what their job is. I'm not even upset. I'm just like, I guess he's just like a true who. Like, that's perfect. Maybe it's just perfect for the pod. Like, he's a true who. He Mm -hmm. really is. 
Olivia Rigo looks giddy as she cuddles up to Zach Bia post lunch in NYC. Dot dot dot. As the duo fan romance, as the duo fan romance rivers. Sorry, I read that as like fan, but it's fan as a verb. Mm-hmm. She... His ex girlfriends include, or rumored ex girlfriends, Ma- Madison Ma- Beer. That's the Madison main Beer. one. That was the main confirmed one, and then he dated Madeline yeah. Klein as a rumor. But uh, who, who fucking okay. cares? Well, this is on. Yeah. I mean, the truly the funniest thing that's ever happened is that Drake once posted him to the feed for his birthday and said, happy birthday to my brother, Zach Bia, and our goddess, Stassi Baby. And Stassi's a cardboard cutout in the background. I think so. I think Drake was really going through something when he posted this. <laughs> it was another era. It was another it was. time. June 2019, which is not that long <laughs> ago, but it really was another time. <laughs> I don't remember June 2019. That's a that's a very distant memory. That's like a fantasy land to me, June 2019. No. This is from Complex. Zach Bia became one of the most important dot connectors in LA. Now he's focused on one thing, building the coolest record label in the world. What? Since when? What? This is Where new. This is that? the new thing. That's why the new thing is record like music producer or whatever, because this is what he wants his new pivot to be. Guess what okay. didn't happen over the pandemic? Club. Club promoting. Clubs. He's like, I need a new hustle. And now the hustle is building a cool record label. So if you really want the cynical read of this, this is just a business relationship, right? Like he's trying to woo Olivia Rodrigo into whatever he's doing next to hype up his own Maybe, brand. But also he's literally just trying to be adjacent to stars so that whatever star, whatever people he tries to build up as part of his label can be seen with Olivia Rodrigo or mm-hmm. work with Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I guess now that we've now we're finally putting the pieces together, but there's right. just Bia's no... name has become synonymous with LA nightlife. One viral video even includes the punchline. The DMV has the only line in LA where saying I'm with Zach Bia won't help you. And during a recent episode of Apple Music Radio's flagship program, The Zane Lowe Show, the host joked, there's nothing more Hollywood than name dropping Zach Bia. So it used to be like you used to name this kid to get in the club. And now he's trying to turn that into actual like, what is it that I do? AKA I'm starting essentially a record label aka a place where I try and make people famous since like that's kind of like my thing if you're seen with me I know the right people or whatever mm-hmm. or let's be honest a place where I try to make myself more famous I mean kind of but it almost feels like this guy works the back end so he doesn't even need to be famous himself but sure yes good luck Olivia I'm glad she has a driver's license because at one point she's gonna have to motor away from this guy <laughs> what's the deal with the cast of Minx Jake Johnson is the only recognizable person to me, and he's definitely the them of the show. But what's the deal with everyone else? And is he a them outside of the show, too, just because, like, New Girl's so popular and everyone's so horny for him on the internet? Um, thanks. What's the deal with the cast of Minx? A question everyone at HBO Max and, like, the publicity department is dreading. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) The cast of Minx? What? Like, I didn't even know that this was a show. The cast of Minx? Until (laughs) recently. It was... It's one of those shows that... I remember when that first photo of Jake Johnson came out where he's, like, very 70s and his, like, chest hair is out and he's got this big beard and everyone's like, look at this, Jake Johnson. Look at this hunk. You're going to love this show. And then the show came yeah, out and, like, true. I haven't heard a single yeah, person tell me about Yeah, but apparently all our callers are all these, like, freaking moles. These plants are watching Minx. <laughs> all of these HBO Max employees are calling in twice a week saying, what's the deal with the cast of Minx? 
Hi, my name is uh, Jessica. Uh, (laughs) We're diverting all of our marketing spend into buying a Webby for Adam and uh, calling into (laughs) two times a day. So we have the the star of Minx, the person who's on the poster. Again, I haven't watched this show. TBD on if I ever watched this show. But the person in the front of the poster, hands on the hips. It's not Jake Johnson. It is Ophelia Lovebond. And we definitely talked about her. Did we cut the segment where we talked about her only tagging yes. her ring in her engagement photo? Oh, I don't remember. We may have. I totally forgot whether we actually went through with we, this. I think we, we may da- have cut it. It seems We recorded boring. it. And it seems like something we would cut. But the funniest thing about her to us is that she has a mystery husband. And when she announced her engagement, she wrote hashtag engaged, hashtag over the moon, hashtag blue ball, blue bells, blue balls, blue bells, hashtag (laughs) wedding bells, hashtag emerald at Ivy Nixon jewelry. And then her fiance is in the photo, the back of his head. But the only thing tagged is the ring. The ring. She's known for her roles as Karina in the film Guardians of the Galaxy, Izzy Gould in BBC's W1A, and Kitty Winter in CBS's Elementary. Mm-hmm. I will say that CBS's Elementary is another show that a lot of people watch, but I never hear about. Was that the one with um, Lucy Liu? Yes. Hunk? She appeared in a guest role in the 2019 series Whiskey Cavalier as M. Emma Davies. One six. MI6 agent Emma Davies. MI6. <laughs> well, I was saying that I was like M. I was like M16 sounds wrong. MI6. You're too stuck on M3 gun and Sim1. Uh, so when you see MI6, you think M16. M16. Emma mm-hmm. Davies. Okay, so she was on like literally. It's really iconic that this girl keeps booking roles on shows that are the exact same show in terms of like notoriety. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's like somebody's got to be watching. But there's this. something flashy about Minx. Even as someone who's not watching it, like Flashy. when you when you when you open up HBO Max, it's there. It got a lot of press, but I don't. I didn't necessarily see a lot of social. Oh, you're not suggesting that you publish the matriarchy? Wait. <laughs> oh God, no. I mean, not in its current form. And don't get me wrong; it's good. It's just you gotta hide the medicine. It's like when you give a pill to a dog, you dip it in peanut butter first. I'm sorry. Nude men. Apparently there's dicks in it. Yes. And that's what I was going to transition it to. I saw a lot of writing about this on the internet, but I didn't necessarily see a lot of audience reactions to it. I saw a lot of media saying, the hot new show is Minx. There's a lot of dicks in Minx. You're going to love this 70s story about (laughs) dicks, Minx. Dicks. (laughs) But when I go on, you know, my Twitter, I'm not necessarily, or like my group chats or my B-reel, I'm not really seeing people saying, you got to watch Minx. The the thing about saying your show has dicks in it is that's not really the play. You gotta you gotta have the people watching it say there's yes. dicks in it. Dicks on a show only work if I'm telling you, oh my god, Bobby, did, did you, you see the there's dicks well, like, on this show? You the gotta watch. Of, you, did you see the dicks on Selling like Sunset? The, Just kidding. The, I the wish. dicks in um that one episode of And Just Like That where there were two dicks in one episode, and you were like, there are two dicks in this yeah. episode. You texted me that, and I was like, <laughs> oh, are they both real? And then you were like, one of them is because one of them was a prosthetic dick, and one of them was a real dick. <laughs> You know, like, you want these organic conversations. You can't advertise dicks. It's just not, it's just not, you know, I have to be surprised and delighted by the by the dick mm-hmm. in the show. And then I have to tell a friend, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has to be word of mouth. I'm obsessed with. <laughs> it has to be word of mouth. Word of mouth. I'm obsessed with the cast of Minx because when you go to the IMDb uh... of Minx and start clicking on the cast, yes, Jake Johnson, who famous for New Girl, right? That's his main thing, New Girl. Yeah, and he's good. I mean, he was in all those um, really good... Who's the Chicago guy, the Chicago director who made the Mumblecore movies? He's in all those. Those are good. Joe Swanberg. Um, But you click all these 
people and it's just like the cast list on IMDb is truly iconic because every single one of these people is that person you know it's that person Go, who is yeah. on every single TV show you love they're on this it's like oh it's that person who's in that show that I love and every time they show up on the show I laugh the show is filled with those people. Michael Angarano, Jessica Lowe, Oscar Montoya, Idara Victor, Lennon Parham, Trishna, Amy Landaker, Sophia Gonzalez, Austin Nichols, Rich Summer. Oh my God, that, that guy. guy. It's all that guy. The entire cast is that guy. Madman guy. Yes. Austin Nichols. I bet we don't see in their dicks. No, it's all like they, they cast for the dicks, I assume. They cast the dicks. No one's rave enough. Anyway, to show this is our very subpar explanation of who's in the cast of Minx, but I think we did a good job because it's like, Sorry. what else are we gonna say? What else are we gonna say about Amy? I don't know Landecker? if this is gonna get anyone to watch it. If this gets like one person to watch it, that's a success. And HBO Max, whoever the I know the spies from HBO Max are listening, you should send us money for this. Okay, person who called, you can let the HBO Max head Andy Forcell know that you deserve a raise. <laughs> okay. Yeah, tell your boss Andy that you did a good job. Oh wait, job. he's he leaving. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, don't tell HBO him. HBO Max. Tell HBO Max said Andy Forcell is out ahead of Discovery merger. These mergers, what's okay. happening? Am I going to be able to watch well, Queen of Versailles Reigns again on Discovery Plus or what? Who are you asking me? Are you asking Andy? He doesn't work there anymore. Andy Forcell. You know what the worst thing about Discovery Plus is? There are no dicks on it. Oh God. <laughs> there are no dicks there are no famously. there needs to be a home renovation show that's tvma and filled with dicks <laughs> here's a here's a pitch they build a house and they're not wearing pants then the show is called here's what it is the show is called flip and flop <laughs> what flip and flop hey, Lindsay, long time long time sorry i've been sick not with covid um but that's why my voice sounds weird um so I was trying to nap after working. I'm a server, and I was talking to a coworker today about how, like, I never go to brunch anymore because I'm a server, and, like, I never stand in lines out the door because it's just, like, a humiliation. There's always a line out the door at our restaurant. And I said something like, I'm not standing in a line like that unless, like, Michael Pitt's at the other end and I get to make out with him. And I realized in that moment, my coworker is like 10 years younger than I am, um, that Michael Pitt is a who, I guess, even though I am a 33-year-old woman with blood in my veins, I'm a straight lady, so like Michael Pitt is a total like hotness then. Um, I also am afraid to Google his name because I feel like I haven't had a problem you know, the last few years, so he was probably canceled. Anyway, um, crunch, crunch, uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Women do belong in balloons. Okay, so this girl is stressed because her go-to hot guy reference name, she realizes a who. Yes, and I think she wants confirmation. Is Michael Pitt a who? One, two, three. Yes. 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 But she's just like upset because then she, you know, she's realizing that her turn of phrase almost like, oh, I'm not doing that until Michael, unless Michael Pitt's there to fuck me or whatever. <laughs> unless I get to make like out that. with Michael Pitt at the end of this line. With Michael Pitt. Yes. Right. Sorry. And 
she's realizing that not everyone is going to know that reference and she's going to be stuck. Michael Pitt's whole thing was in the early 2000s. He was like, look at my lips, right? Like, I'm dreamy. Look at my lips. He was so hot in Dawson's Creek. Well, he was on Dawson's Creek and then he went alt. He was in Hedwig. The Dreamers. Hedwig. Dreamers. Speaking of dicks mm-hmm. on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dreamers. Oh, Michael Pitt. Iconic he played dick Kurt on Cobain. screen. Yes. Oh my God. You're so yes, right. Yes, I know. Funny funny Games remake, which is actually quite good and scary. And then uh, he played Kurt Cobain and, and that one, Gus Van Zandt was really into him. He was kind of a mopey. He was like one of the best mopey white guys of his generation. That's true. <laughs> and he's sort of <laughs> he ha- he uh, never he never got the uh, the them a list breakout that I think he may have been primed for. No, but I for. think everybody thought it was just mm-hmm. around the corner. Maybe that had a lot to do with him, though. Maybe he just didn't want it. It's true. He sort of seems like one of those he types of guys who's it. like, I don't want to. I don't want to play the game. I don't want to play the game. I'm just here yeah. to do my art. Yeah. Wait. Let me. Is sorry, he, wait, what is he up to now? Is he on some weird TV show? What? He's what? Up to now. Is he on some I weird clicked, TV show? I clicked on his most recent IMDb credit and it oh, says post-production no. and it's called You Can't Win, which I thought was just like poetic and funny. Like his latest movie is called oh, You no. Can't Win. And I clicked on it. He's playing someone named Jack Black in a movie called You Can't Win. Okay. And here's the synopsis. It's one sentence. A drama set in the 1920s hobo underworld and and centered (laughs) on a drama set in the 1920s hobo underworld and centered on the unusual friendship between an adventurer and a young prostitute. (laughs) This is like his mo. God, I'm sorry, the hobo underground. (laughs) A man. It's based on a novel written by someone named Jack Black. This is so funny. The 1920s hobo underworld. So it stands to reason he sure. will not be coming of them, be becoming of them anytime soon. But that's fine. That's what he wants. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. I'm in a heated discussion with my boyfriend. Um, we're about to go see Sean Paul play at Elsewhere in Bushwick. Is Sean Paul a who or a them? Please settle this once and for all. Thank you. Keep in mind, this is coming from two 36-year-olds. One, two, three, uh, them. them. I think Sean Paul's a them. <laughs> I think that Sean Paul has a that's a, a that's a that's act? a that's a legacy then, but it's also like he's not to me. It's not dated. Like when I hear a Sean Paul song, I'm not like yikes the 2000s. It's not like I'm listening to like an O Town song. You know, I'm like oh cool, baby boys on sick. <laughs> you know. Okay, but that's just your that's just your taste. Yeah, but I don't. Some people hear O Town and they're like. Oh yeah, this is a banger. <laughs> I just I think that he is no, I, I think you're he right. is it's, famous. It's not contemporary. It's not contemporary. It's aged well. O-Town is not contemporary. Like Sean, the fact that yeah, Sean okay. Paul is playing presumably a popular show at Elsewhere in 2022 makes me think that he is doing pretty well and that he still has a good reputation. Okay. Among his fans. He's a them. I'll let you have this one. Okay. Okay. You don't even you don't even want to try to argue. Mm. I, that's good. That's fine by me. No. That's fine by me. Blink from the thing them call a broken heart. This blessed love will never part. They don't know it from the start. Me tell them say I don't to you. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, Haley Steinfeld just announced a new single. And so I feel like you've definitely done Who Are Them for her before. But in light of Hawkeye, um, is she a Who Are Them? I feel like she was a Them. But maybe not anymore. I mean, pop star Haley definitely who. But is actress Haley a them? Anyways, crunch, crunch. This feels controversial after so uh, passionately saying Sean Paul is a them. 
But I kind of think Haley Seinfeld yeah. is a who. <laughs> See, that's the thing is you're... What is this? What is this skewed perception of people? I think Haley Steinfeld is a who. I mean, she's who we because she does so much, and everyone's always like, "We What's don't know Haley what her Steinfeld deal is." Up to, and it's always like, "I don't know." She's up to everything. I mean, the girl is playing Emily Dickinson, Marvel superhero, has pop stars about masturbating. She's incredible. <laughs> it's just funny to me that like, sh- what does she do? If you are a who, when you are a multi hyphenate, the question is, it's a question. It's what do you do? But if you are them and you are a multi-hyphenate, let's say Jennifer Lopez, then you go, she can do it all. <laughs> you know, like the tone is completely different when you are on this I know, level. We're so, we're so contradictory. And I think, but it's I think true. that like, that means really... that she's a who. Because she's a who, she doesn't the get to say The thing is, sometimes that. we're like, what's their job? And sometimes we're like, too many jobs. Like it's, we, we, you can never win with us, can you? But it's all these, but the, the, the me are multi-hyphenates. It's like, it's impressive. It's like, oh my God, you're doing everything. Haley though, to her credit, who I love calling her Hallie and people yell at me, Haley to her credit is doing pop, does pop music relatively well, pretty well, has some hits and is like very good in acting too. Like does like shows that people love. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to keep her at a who. What do you, what okay. do you think? No, I'll 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 keep her a who. Okay. I'll keep her a who. And I know that you love starving. We all love starving. I didn't know that I was starving till I tasted you. Don't need no butterflies when you give me the whole damn zoo. By the way, by the way, you do things to my body. I didn't know that I was starving till I tasted you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, Are We The Call-In Show. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. Thank you to our patrons, patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, Discord server, more newsletter, all sorts of stuff. Commentary sometimes. And uh, rate and review Snubble Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, first time on the subject of Jewish who's, Jew who's, who's, at Seder. Uh, Michael Einziger, the guitarist from Incubus, came to my Seder in 2009 when he was in my music class at Harvard. Crunch, crunch on Mazda. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I'm just calling in because you asked about famous people having Seders with. Um, this isn't a Seder, but my friend had a Shabbat dinner with Chelsea Clinton and they got into a fight. Um, it was something about like politics. My, my friend is a Democrat. Like I don't know exactly, but um, she fought with Chelsea Clinton over Shabbat dinner. So crunch, crunch. Hi, Weekly. Um, just wanted to let you know, I was listening to the Justin Barta episode. Um, just for your information, I was a nanny in Brooklyn for a while, and um, the kids became pretty good friends with Justin Barthes' kids, and um, he is literally the least charismatic person you have ever met. You see him in person, and it's like, you're a celebrity? He's absolutely, there's not a single special thing about him, and it is so fascinating to me that he's famous. I did get into a very long discussion with the parents about whether or not he was B-list or C-list, and if the fact he's in kind of um like big movies like National Treasure or even that like hangover series, even if they're not acclaimed, the fact that they'd be money makers makes him B list whereas honestly I think he's C list. 
because he's really just getting by. And um, only kind of a celebrity, continues to be a celebrity because he made money. He does things that make money, not because he did a lot. Anyway, it is shocking, shocking. He's a celebrity. He is um, minuscule in stature and personality. Anyway, just wanted to let you know. Bye.